0: Hello and welcome to tonight's episode number five and the continuing adventures of the Platonic Gigolo. I'm your host and podcast guide, Mark Landy. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Big Mama's Pasta. Big pasta for a big appetite. Pick some up today for dinner tonight. Available at a fine grocer near you. And by Spab Laundry Detergent. Spab, it spells clean. Spab, for really filthy laundry. Available at a fine grocer near you. What do these three things have in common? A career politician, a pack of cigarettes, and a UFO? Answer, they're all part of tonight's podcast adventure called The Politician, the Cigarettes, and the UFO. Ever wonder why you don't see any career politicians smoking cigarettes in public anymore? Binghamton asked me recently, one afternoon over coffee. I never thought of that, I answered him, curious over his question. It's politically correct not to do so. Isn't that right? I answered him. Let me tell you the real-life experience that set the precedent for that policy, Ping said. And it was then, that summer afternoon, at our local coffee store, that Binghamton told me about the real-life story that I call The Politician, the Cigarettes, and the UFO. And as the great, late, American writer and TV host Rod Serling once asked his viewers, submitted for your consideration comes the following tale. Make of it what you will. This is episode number five in the further adventures of the Platonic Gigolo, as relayed to you by yours truly, Mark Landy, personal secretary to the Platonic Gigolo, and your podcast guide, for tonight's tale unfolding for you now. It was Bing's strangest job to date. He was hired to be the escort for a local congresswoman who had a secret to hide. She was gay, and couldn't let it be known to her constituents, who in her mind just would not accept this about her. We'll refer to her as Congresswoman K from here on in. Congresswoman Kay had hired Bing before as an escort for other formal functions she had had to attend in the past, and she liked and trusted Bing for his professionalism, discretion, and, of course, his good looks. For this function, Congresswoman Kay was to give a talk, and, if things went well, for her to collect some much-needed financial support for her upcoming re-election campaign. The group she was to be speaking before was pro-UFO and the environment, and included many non-smokers who hated big tobacco companies as well. Not a traditional big-pocket support lobby for a career politician, but the area of the country that Congresswoman K represented had such a large constituency, and they had always supported her in exchange for her continued efforts to bring the truth to the people out from under the cloak of the government's official denial and suppression. There were just two minor problems that Congresswoman Kay could never reveal. She really didn't believe in UFOs and the resulting government cover-up conspiracy. And she also had no real passion in regards to the environment. She honestly never really gave it much thought. And worst of all, she was a tobacco smoker from way back, who hid it along with her sexual preference with considerable dedication and expense. I told Bing, as he was telling me the story, that it was always amazing to me to what great lengths some people would go to live behind a facade. Bing laughed and told me that if he, I knew just how many professional people from various so-called respectable professions he had met fit that bill, I wouldn't believe it. Bing also said that with time he had not become jaded, just a realist who wasn't surprised by anything anymore. So... "'Seeing a real-life UFO and its occupants wouldn't surprise you?' I asked. "'No,' he answered me. "'Frankly, I would look at it as a welcome change. "'Maybe they could actually get the people's business accomplished, "'as opposed to the human beings who are charged with such responsibility.' "'Well said. Hear, hear,' I said in response. "'And I meant it, too.' "'The day of the speech by Congresswoman K was fast approaching, "'and Bing had already been debriefed by Congresswoman K's campaign director.' As to how the day was to unfold and what Bing's performance was to entail. As Bing and Congresswoman Kay were in the back seat of the limousine being driven from the airport to the event, Congresswoman Kay's personal assistant told them of just how last night there had been a number of eyewitness reports of UFOs in the exact location where they were going for the speech and campaign fundraiser. Congresswoman Kay just laughed it off, followed with a stern admonishment to everyone in her retinue not to do likewise, as she needed this group's support. She also said that she couldn't wait to be done with things so that she could smoke a cigarette and drink a scotch. Being assured his client that he'd be at his best for her and that as soon as the event was over as planned, he would escort her out of the building and back to the limo for a pressing conference call from the house whip of her party. This call would, of course, necessitate her having to fly back to Washington, D.C. that night. Congresswoman K would then be on her way home and finally able to smoke a cigarette and drink a scotch or two which, in her mind, couldn't happen soon enough. The talk was to be given in an outside amphitheater, which was located just behind the large mansion-like building of the venue. Located just behind the amphitheater was a lovely wooded area with some walking trails leading into the interior of the woods themselves. The events coordinator, named Marcia who was a petite woman in her early thirties and who had the most unlikely voice of a small child, had informed both the Congresswoman and Bing shortly after they had arrived and were getting settled that a UFO had been seen at just this spot last night by the evening security team. "'They were as serious as Harkburn,' she told them, looking genuinely afraid." Well, we're all big grown-ups here, so thanks for the warning, but I put the welfare of my constituents before any concern I might have about a UFO purportedly seen here last night, said the Congresswoman, in her most courageous tone. Some brave words, Bing had thought to himself, and almost a challenge of sorts to the aliens themselves from Congresswoman Kay. What a photo-op that would be. "'Easily the Time magazine photograph of the year, if such a thing were to happen,' Bing chuckled inwardly. "'It was go time in 30 minutes, and the event coordinator, Marsha, had told Congresswoman K's team to get ready. "'The attendees were all taking their seats, and members from the press corps were already set up and ready for the Q&A session after the speech. "'Congresswoman K would really have to be on her game today.' as the press would be looking for any chink in her armor, so to speak, to make her look bad, and that would be handing her political opponent in the upcoming re-election campaign a devastating blow that she couldn't recover from. Congresswoman Kay had asked Bing to walk with her for a bit to the back part of the stage. When they were alone and out of earshot of anyone else, she asked him if he thought it would be safe for her to take a little hike down one of the walking trails to grab a quick cigarette. "'You're such a good judge of things, Bing,' "'Do you think I can get away with it?' "'You've always been your own woman, Congresswoman,' "'Bing answered her honestly. "'I say go for it, and if anyone asks me, "'I'll tell them that you just took a brief walk "'to take in some nature and prepare yourself "'for the speech today. "'Thanks, Bing. I can always depend on you.' "'Congresswoman Kay said as she took her cigarette case, "'lighter and cell phone with her, "'and began walking down the closest walking trail "'to where she and Bing were standing. "'I'll be back in a tick,' she said to Bing, "'over her shoulder.' "'And with that, Congresswoman Kay moved quickly down the path "'and was soon out of sight, swallowed up by the surrounding woods. "'So when she came back, did everything go well?' I asked Bing. "'Well, that's the strange part of this story. "'Like I said earlier, it was the strangest job that I've ever had.' "'Why? Did the Congresswoman totally blow it with her speech?' I asked. "'No, she never made it. She went missing.' i know how that sounds but it's the god's honest truth she never showed up after she took her walk to have a smoke bizarre i exclaimed truly bing said we went looking for her of course when she didn't show up for the speech and after about twenty or thirty minutes all we found was her cigarette case her lighter and her cell phone no one saw or heard anything i asked no it was only later that the police traced a call she had made from her cell phone She had sounded very nervous and upset. The only thing that she said was, They're going to take me with them. And then the phone went dead. I asked Bing if the congresswoman was ever found, and he told me that weeks after she had been officially reported missing, that it was in a neighboring state that a woman matching her description was found wandering in a daze. She was disheveled and had no memory of who she was or how she got there. And it was at the same time Congresswoman had been found that a hiker who had been in the area at the time of her disappearance had posted a photograph on the internet of a UFO, a beam ship as he termed it, hovering just above the woods where he had been hiking that day, and just a stone's throw where the Congresswoman went missing. Bing and I both agreed that life has a funny way of convincing skeptics, and with that so ended our visits and Bing's astounding story. I'll never forget it, and no doubt will you. I jokingly asked Bing before we parted ways that sunny afternoon if he thought the aliens who abducted Congresswoman Kay didn't approve of tobacco smoking. He laughed, too, and said, we'll be lucky if that's the only bad habit they go after. And so concludes today's tale, dear listener. Tune in again for the next exciting episode of the Platonic Gigolo, coming soon. And please tell your friends and family about us, as we're always glad to have you listening in to our podcast. Till then... I'm Mark Landy, personal secretary and your podcast guide. On this journey, thanking you for listening. Now, as is our tradition on this podcast program, we'll hand it over to our good friend Betty Davis, the great American Grand Dame of Actresses, for the last word. Betty, it's over to you.
1: Thank you, Mark. Today, I'd like to read a few quotes of mine. My- to the listening audience and hope that the wisdom from my long experience in La La Land will enlighten you. Whether you're an inspiring actor or actress, I hope it inspires you all the same. This is Betty Davis and these are some of my Betty-isms. It's me from Stellar Network Interstellar Afterlife Radio. Thank you, Mark. And here's my first one. Some people hold on to a grudge like a dog holds on to a bone. At least the dog has the good sense to bury it. And another, I'm a star, my young co-star keeps reminding me on the set. If anatomy makes a star, I told her, then your stars are those that no man could miss. And lastly, To leave you with more food for thought. Of course she's interested in other people. But with the world revolving around her, she just doesn't have time for them. This is Betty, signing off for now. Back to you, Mark.